Hello and welcome to a new episode of Jazz's Travel. I am your host, Matt Mikucci, online editor at Jazz's, and today we have an enchanting journey in store for you. This is a podcast that explores the harmonious fusion of music and places from around the world, and today our spotlight shines on the mesmerizing city of Montreal, Canada, as we delve into the captivating world of the Montreal Jazz Festival. Celebrating its 43rd edition from the 29th of June to the 8th of July, with an official pre-festival date also lined up, this renowned festival has been a shining beacon for jazz enthusiasts worldwide. Joining us on this sonic adventure is the festival's esteemed head of programming, Morin Oximeri. Together we'll unveil this year's program, find out more about the festival's history and the music scene of Montreal at large. So fire up on Audiotini and listen to the audio waves as they fly through the air. Hi, Moren. Welcome to Jazz's Travel. Hey, how are you? I'm uh, doing very well. I'm actually speaking from the west of Ireland. Usually we get a lot of rain around here. That's kind of what the region is renowned for. But it's a lovely day today. Where are you exactly? Is it Galway? Yes, that's right. I am in Galway. <laughs> you oh know my the place. God, Galway. Yes, of course I'm in Galway. I've been there. Uh, I spent like two summers in Galway. Oh, uh, you did? Uh, Wow. Yeah, when I was like, I don't know, 13 and 14 years old, wow. I had my first pint of uh, Guinness over there and cider. At 13 years old? Uh, yeah. Very well. <laughs> you got started pretty soon. <laughs> yeah. You got started quite early. Well, you know, that's great. You know, one thing that Galloway is missing, uh, interestingly enough, at least for now, it's a jazz festival. So now... Uh, I'm speaking with, you know, someone who represents one of the biggest jazz festivals in the world, the Montreal Jazz Festival. But I would love to begin our conversation uh, by talking about Montreal itself, uh, the city of Montreal, about its music scene and what makes it such a play, great place for such a huge jazz festival. Uh, would you care to give us uh, a little introduction? All right. Um, so Montreal is a, is an interesting city. It's, 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 uh, there's like, you know, two, uh, two faces to that city because there's a mix of Francophone people and Anglophone people. It, it makes it super charming and super different from any other city in North America. Uh, because there's, you know, it's, it's, it's a real mix. Um, it's also, uh, um, a city where many, 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 uh, interesting artists, uh, came, uh, in the last, you know, decade or two. Uh, it's obviously the town of, uh, Leonard Cohen and Chile Gonzalez and, you know, many other, uh, artists like that. But, you know, it, it was, it was like, uh, the, uh, the, the home for, uh, people like Grimes and, uh, and uh, Magda Marco, uh, Half Moon Run, you know, bands that are touring all over the world. It's a very folky, indie pop rock kind of city. Uh, we also have like a very, very interesting local jazz scene, of course, uh, with uh, places like um, Le Diazons and Upstairs being the main clubs, jazz clubs, where you can hear uh, jazz music uh, during the whole year. Um, and yeah, Montreal is also called the city of festivals because we have like close to a hundred festivals in, in Montreal throughout the year. So that, that makes it a little, you know, very uh, particular too. Uh, the Montreal Jazz Fest is uh, still, I think, one of the biggest uh, jazz festival in the world. 
I don't think it's like the main uh, the main feature of the festival. I think we're like one of the best jazz festival in the world. Uh, but you know, it's it's downtown Montreal uh, in in a place called uh, Quartier des Spectacles. So that's the uh, entertainment district uh, in English, and it's a place that was that 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 was um, created. Uh, and envisioned by people that were, you know, the, um, uh, the the founders of the festival, Alain Simard and André Ménard, they've worked a lot on creating that neighborhood where we would do all those festivals and where there's like a, a big, um, you know, concentration of venues and everything. So we're we're you know every summer we we, we take that place and and we do uh, our uh, our amazing festival. Uh, that gathers, you know, between one and two millions of people. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's a free festival. Like half of the programming is free and it's super easy for people to attend, uh, the festival. Just, you don't even have a door to push. It's, it's open, just yeah. open. It's so. there for the people. You know, you were saying that uh, maybe it's not the biggest uh, jazz festival in the world anymore. Certainly one of the best. It's hard to keep up with these things. But I do, I have, I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, but at one point it actually received the uh, a Guinness World Record for world's biggest jazz festival <laughs> not too long it, ago. So. Yeah, exactly. And I think it was like because of the number of shows and the number of people uh, attending the festival. We probably, uh, you know, I, I'm not saying that we're not the biggest jazz festival anymore just my focus for me uh, being the, uh, the the head of the programming is is trying to be like the best fast the best jazz festival in the world and the most interesting i'm not interested in being the biggest one that's that's my point yeah the focus is on quality and st you know uh on top of that uh this year's edition will be the 43rd in its history so that in itself feels like a huge achievement i think after a certain point every edition feels like a landmark edition <laughs> and uh yeah. but but you know just just because of it, you know it's such a long history uh at, at this time would you maybe tell us how the festival has evolved over the years and and just how maybe it's changed too and you know from its inception to present times yeah so the 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 the, the, the jazz festival i think uh from the start that was in 1980 it was you know the first year it was already a hit and the the, the those two guys who, who built that festival they were already promoters uh, in town so they knew the agents they knew the, the the artists they knew you know how to to do it and and they decided to to create that gathering and you know the first one was already a big one uh not as big as it became because today it's like you know maybe the first edition and i can't i, I don't know the numbers exactly but it was probably something over a week or 10 days like we do like we're still doing with a few shows every day uh, it was probably like a, a 30 40 50 concerts um, festival and it became throughout the years like this big monster with you know almost 500 shows um, every day uh, with many many shows indoors and and so on we we tend to to reduce a little bit that that number uh you know just to 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 be more um just to, to concentrate a little more the, the the programming i think it's important to be everywhere uh, at all times so just you know so yeah and it, it, 
it moved from places to others uh, throughout those 43 years. Um, it began on, on an island, uh, on, you know, between Montreal and the south shore of Montreal. Then it moved to, uh, to Cartier Latin, uh, close to the actual, uh, to the current uh, place. And it moved to the current place like many years ago already. And because, you know, that's, that's a very natural and very convenient place to, to organize that, to organize that, that big, big festival. So, and yeah, I mean, The big artists came from from year one. Uh, I think the popularity of the festival became, you know, pretty interesting pretty quickly. And now I think we we have like a a good uh, a good press everywhere, and you know, people wants to to play the festival still forty three years after. So it means probably that we're doing a good job, I guess. Yeah. And. Before we talk about this year's edition and what it has to offer, uh, I was wondering whether there's any uh, particular concerts or events that have happened in the past by some great artists that are fondly remembered from the history of uh, of the festival, just to give an idea of what of also its history as well as then we'll talk about the present. So for the first edition, uh, they were able to 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 have uh, Ray Charles coming to the festival, so that was like. <laughs> a pretty big name for a, for a new, a new festival. Yeah. Uh, and I think that everybody came to the festival, uh, jazz wise, you know, Saravon played here, uh, Pat Metheny, Herbie, obviously, Miles came many times, Ella Fitzgerald, uh, I mean, all of them, all, all the living legends, uh, played the festival. Uh, for sure. And we had, you know, special shows outdoor with people like, uh, uh Stevie Wonder. Prince came uh, a couple of times. I would have very special festival for Prince, uh, back then. It was, you know, sometimes he was calling like a few days before the festival. He was calling the, the programming team like, Hey, I want to play this summer at the festival. Okay. So, you know, it's like in, in a few days from now. And they were organizing. I, I wasn't there back then, but. Um, it, it was a few years before I get to the, in, into the, the, the programming team. Uh, they, they had that special, you know, they, they, they did like a, a, a two shows with the Prince, like late night shows in a club called M Tellers. And, you know, he started the show like at midnight and it ended probably at three in the morning, something like that. So that was, you know, special, very, very, very special experiences. Of course, if, if Prince calls you and tells you that he wants to play, uh, and, but, but the festival only starts a couple of days from now, you're probably yeah. going to say yes anyways. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's what happened back then. And, you know, that's the, the magical moments of the festival. And we had so many, you know. Let's let's get into what's going to happen this year. We're only, you know, not too long away from this year's edition. As a matter of fact, uh, can we maybe tell listeners what the dates are for the 43rd edition of the Montreal Jazz Festival? So the official dates are June 29 to July 8, but we start the festival one day before uh, with two shows. Uh, we have Brad Meldo Trio playing and also uh, a Mexican artist called uh, Natalia Laforcade. Um, one of the best albums yeah. released last year. She released one yeah. of the best albums. Fa- one of my favorites. I shouldn't say one of the best, but one of my favorites. <laughs> Natalia, it's, it's incredible. It's the first time she's playing in Montreal. 
we put a show on sale that was uh, a show on June 29 we 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 were supposed to only have uh, Brad Meldo playing like the uh, the pre pre opening of the festival uh, and the reason is pretty simple he was it was going to Europe to play over there and he couldn't play on June 29 that was too late for him so we're like okay for Brad we're going to open one day before we have to so but it was supposed to be the only one playing that night but we 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 had like such an incredible demand for uh, for Natalia Lafourca that we we had to open a, an additional night and that was like the previous night on June 28 so she's she, you know she's going to be a she 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 has sold like 4000 tickets in the market it's incredible for a first mm. play and yeah of course the record is absolutely gorgeous and we're super happy to to have her at the festival uh, so that's the pre-festival then, uh, the pre-festival day or night uh, of, uh, you know, the Montreal Jazz Festival. Who else is coming over then? What's, uh, who else is part of the program? So we have uh, Melody Gardo, uh, Diana Kroll, Herbie Hancock, uh, Demi and J.D. Beck, George Benson, uh, Thundercat, Bad Bad Not Good, uh, Ibrahim Malouf, Oh yes, so we have uh, Robert Plant and Alison Krauss playing too, you know, and the Snarky Puppy is here too, um, Chucho Valdez, John Pizzarelli, it goes, you know, we, we have so many shows, it's crazy, <laughs> trying to remember all those names. Um, as you mentioned, it's all happening in the one venue, right? And I, I, I noticed as well, there's a you know, strong outdoors component to the festival, let's say. <laughs> exactly. So we have uh, six outdoor stages for the, the, the free parts of the festival. Um, and then indoor, we're using between, and it depends every year, it's, it goes from, you know, seven, eight to, to ten different venues. Uh, and, you know, the size of venues goes from 200 from a, a cap of 200 people to to 3000 uh, clubs theater you know it's 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 we have so many uh, different installations and that's that's very very convenient uh, for us it, it makes like a very uh, uh, you know you can have s s different experiences at the festival itself whether whether you you, you go outdoor or you you go indoor uh, to to check the music and, uh, you know, as you mentioned, you mentioned some of the names of the artists who will be performing at this year's edition of the festival. It sounds like an amazing lineup. And as far as I know, you know, they, there's people coming from everywhere to check out the festival. That's the way it's been for previous years, and uh, it'll probably keep happening this year, too. But I also wanted to end uh, by by just uh, talking again about the uh, local Montreal scene. And, and just uh, how do you feel the festival connects with uh, the local musicians does it have a place with them within the program yeah just just a little bit about that yeah i mean there's you know in the name of the festival there's montreal and montreal doesn't only represent the audience it's also the, the people making the music the musicians the artists uh, so there's a big part given to uh, to the uh, to the local scene uh, at the festival Right now, in terms of jazz, we have uh, interesting artists here developing, like uh, Dominique Fissemé, 
she she has started playing in Europe a lot lately. Uh, we have that uh, that amazing piano player called Anomaly stirring the world too. Um, we have uh, Laurent Anglade, who is a very interesting uh, traditional jazz singer, uh, very young, uh, pretty interesting. Uh, Malika Tirolien, who is a very good friend with uh, Snarky Puppy, she played on their. Uh, on their on on a couple of uh, their albums and they did Bocante with uh, Michael Leake for instance. Um, well, so we have yeah, it's it's a very interesting um, scene that you can discover everywhere. You know, like opening for bigger names, uh, playing outdoor for free. It's it's yeah, it's easy to uh, to to see them. So the connection for for us, you know, with the with the with the scene is 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 pretty uh, pretty obvious and and super important too. Wonderful, wonderful. And you mentioned a magic word in there, discovery. So that, you know, when a festival promises to, you know, allow for that discovery, it's always worth checking out. And certainly I appreciate you taking the time uh, to talk with us about it. It has been a pleasure. I just remind our listeners, the official dates of the uh, this year's Montreal Jazz Festival are June 29th to July the 8th. Uh, there is a pre-festival uh, <laughs> date as well, as we just uh, mentioned uh, during this podcast uh, conversation. Moran, thank you very much for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure. If you'd like to know more about the Montreal Jazz Festival and its 2023 program, you can find out more about it on its official website, montrealjazzfest.com. Thank you so much for joining us on this latest episode of Jazz Ace Travel. Until the next time, this is Matt McCucci signing off. See you soon. <laughs>